Good afternoon, and welcome to another installment of the Nameless Podcast. Sorry if you heard any type of weird laughing or anything like that. We're trying a recording technique where we stay silent for the first X number of seconds, so then it helps with noise reduction. But I held my breath, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesse was trying very hard to not lose it. So. But excellent. I'm joined by two excellent guests today. The first you've heard him many times before, and he's one of my great friends and roommates, Jesse Mueller. Hello, guys. How's it going? It's excellent. And our newest guest this week is a fellow lad from the ward that we go to because we're we're momos. Momos for life. It's Caleb Turner. Yo, what's up, guys? What is the word? Here I am. (laughs) Yes. It's good to be here. I'm, I'm happy to finally be a part of this after requesting it less than a week ago yeah, yeah. ask and you shall receive your people work quickly <laughs> yes because <laughs> yes, i said my people will contact your people exactly. <laughs> and Sorry. thus it happened an interesting thing about caleb is so the, like this is already a humble setting here that we're in right now just to kind of give a description we're in a bedroom that two people share and there's these fancy blankets up on the wall to help absorb the sound. Acoustic blankets. And I have no idea what's behind them. <laughs> yes. There could be any number of things on these walls. They could be cave drawings. Or Hidden cave passages <laughs> to Narnia. <laughs> the extra portal. Tell Mr. Tumnus not to knock on the door. Speaking of Tumnus, I got, I've got a meme for you guys. Yeah, sorry. Keep oh, going, yes. I just got a little... There's a meme for every occasion. You know what else is funny? It's is yesterday... Just, it's just literally just... <laughs> 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 That's just, James McCovey. Just deucing it. Yes. You know, so you know what's funny is uh, yesterday I had to take an exam. And what they do is they record you while you're taking it. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to go on campus and take it, which is nice. But I sent out a text to everybody because they like to burst into my room whenever. Unannounced. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I do the same too. I'll like bang on the door and say, FBI. But uh, ice. <laughs> it's like not no first they take 21 savage then they take me stay tuned yeah stay tuned we'll cover a little bit more of that but yeah so i send out a roommate to all the or i send out a text to all the roommates i say guys i'm gonna i'm taking a quiz or no i'm taking an exam it's recorded and then i put in all caps please do not knock on the door and don't walk in mm-hmm. and then of course i'm in the middle of taking it and then i hear a dunk 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 and then I have to scream out, I'm taking an exam! And then... Uh, it was AJ, wasn't it? It was AJ. Because he never checks his phone. Of course. And he's got an expensive phone. I was there when he bought it. Dropped 800 bones on this phone. Wow. And he doesn't check it. It's preposterous. I, I don't get it. But. I, I even made the decision to go over... I went over to a co-worker's house to uh, check out some knives he had. Just to ensure that I was away from the house <laughs> long enough. Speaking of which, but... Yeah. Got two sick knives. So how many roommates do you have, Caleb? There's five of us in a, in the house. Oh, just like um, us. Yeah. yeah, we've got the uh, the homeowner, Josh, great mm. Korean dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Oh, wait, like Josh. That's Josh, under- Josh Lee. He's not the oh, not the new one. The, the, the yeah. OG. The OG, OG Josh Lee. Yeah. Um, and then we've got four of us upstairs that share split two bedrooms. So. Sweet. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. a good deal. How long have you been in Provo? Ooh, I first moved to Provo fall 2013, so in total, like, almost six years, but left wow. for two years for my mission, so mm-hmm. actually living in Provo almost four years. Uh, okay. Where'd you serve? 
uh, Santiago, Chile. Chile. Ooh, Chile. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. A lot of people going to South America recently. Mm. One of my good, one of my good buddies. So in Guatemala, they had a huge influx of missionaries that needed visas. Okay. And a lot of them were supposed to go to Peru, but there was some type of beef between Peru and Guatemala where they weren't giving out visas, so they had to reassign elders. So I had a companion that was actually Guatemalan, and he ended up getting reassigned to Antofagasta. Okay. And we kept in touch. He said it was super hot the whole time, and. So is is the visa situation between the U.S. and Guatemala pretty good then? Yeah, okay. between U.S. and Guatemala, it's chill. Oh, okay. But for some reason, between Guatemala and and Peru, yeah. You know what's crazy is we went to his own conference and he ran into people from his ward. Yikes! And that's, awkward. that's pretty weird. Yeah, I know. If I was in that situation, I'd be like <laughs> mega trunky, <laughs> mega trunk. Be like I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> but yeah. That's super cool. What years did you serve? 2014 to 2016. Mm. Nice. And how old are you? I am 23. 23 years old. Youngin. Yeah. You young whoopersnappers. Yeah. Can't believe I'm going to be 28. Right. You know what sucks about being... You're old. In your late 20s is you're old. Mm -hmm. Because you're old amongst your peers. Mm -hmm. Especially in YSA ward. That's true. Totally. But when I hit 30, I'll be young amongst 30-year-olds as long as I Mm -hmm. maintain company. You you just need to to switch crowds then. Yeah. You're going to have to make the jump. I just did the switch. I mean, you're not necessarily alone in our ward because we That's got true. we have more than a handful of people that are well, there. There are plus twenty five, multiple plus thirty year olds in our ward. True. This I was true. running through the roster the other day. There's, there's a couple, couple old. I'm not going to name names. No. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> For those that you. know, <laughs> I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> no, right, we're not going to go into any Liam Neeson memes today, right? Because he, he's been in the news a little bit in the last couple of days. But yeah, what he? was? Yeah, I, I, I saw something on Google about he, him. He um, apparently, and I, I, I read very quickly through the story, but apparently back when he was young, like in his 20s or something, one of his really good friends got raped, and he... Um, said that at the time he w- like he went into like this just like furious mode, and he said that he w- he he carried a knife around everywhere he went, and he was like he wanted to kill somebody, Whoa. like he like he, he if if he had seen somebody that looked like the guy who had raped her, he would have killed the guy like around the spot, and the guy happened to be to be black, so he, in the in the quote Liam Neeson had said I was ready to kill a black guy. But then he like Ooh. he kind of had to go back and say no 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 that's not what I meant like actually it wasn't a hate crime right it was just it's just the fact that he yeah, exactly for the description oh my god but he also wanted to explain that that was right after the period of time because he's from Northern Ireland right, right. which has ton, had ton, tons of conflict over the last yeah hundred years right. Right? or less even past thirty years yeah so that was right during that so it was it was a very heated time during the in the in the country and you know everyone's tensions were really high so he said that that added to it a little bit as well but. Anyway, he has been in the news recently. In case. Huh. And that's how he got to Taken. And then he has a new movie coming out, too. What's that? Uh, it's, it's basically like Taken, but he lives in Alaska or King Canada or something, and he drives a snowplow that it, it plows like the only bridge between like two main cities or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he has like, a really important job, and his son gets killed or something like that, so he goes on like a killing spree in, like, in his snowplow oh. and goes and, try and tries to kill like the mafia members who killed his son. Huh. Hmm. It's, it's it's taken in Canada with snow. Okay, a. <laughs> a. it's taken, eh? Yeah. I watched uh, the commuter not too long ago, which is basically like taken four. So it's taken on a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a little different because it doesn't involve. I don't think it involves a family. Oh, it does involve family. Though, it does it? involve a family. Man, yeah. not directly. 
Which is why this this story seemed even crazier. Right. Because, like, like, it actually, it was almost like a real Taken situation. Like, friend slash, like, I mean, in in Taken, it's his daughter, right? Gets, like, sexually abused or kidnapped or whatever. So it's like, Liam Neeson, man. You got to (laughs) chill. Yeah, dude. Hey, he's got those, he's got that role down. Oh, yeah. Like, perfectly, though. Mm -hmm. Like, let's think about action stars in the past, I don't know, 40, 50 years. You had Jean-Claude Van Damme. His niche was... B list action movies, right, right. Except for Bloodsport. Bloodsport's a classic. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the A lister, right? Yep. You know, and he did all the over the top stuff. Now we have True. Liam Neeson, who's just revenge driven, yeah, crazy dude. Where does Tom Cruise fit, fit into that? Uh, he doesn't fit in because he's a silent Scientologist. Okay, mm, so just no. Yeah. He's yeah, he, no, kidding. V- very, very specific kidding. niche. <laughs> yeah, yes. kidding, J.K. Uh, he's the guy who does not age. Yes. This is true. Have you seen the comparison of the picture from his co-star from Top Gun, where they are now? Uh-uh. It is... Oh, no, I think I did see that. It's very unsettling. The the girl from yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the I female, okay. Yeah, the yeah. female. Yeah, Val... Yeah, not Goose. Val, she... Oh, yeah, Goose. Yeah, Goose was smashed. <laughs> and then Val Kilmer is old now, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. I wonder hmm. what he does. I wonder if it's his Scientology vibes that Maybe. grant him youth. Like Lord Xenu blessed them with longevity and fair skin and all that stuff. And no aging. Wow. I don't I don't know. Maybe he used some kind of special cream. Or he cream. used his Hollywood resources, yeah. which are abundant. He's definitely had a plastic surgery. Oh, For I was sure. Have you guys seen the new Mission Impossible? Yes, nope. I loved it. It was um, really good. It was really good. And you're like, wait a second, he looks the exact same as he did in yeah. Mission Impossible 3. Interesting. I think I, I, I mentioned this. You know, sorry, didn't oh, mean to cut you yeah, off there. But... Yeah, you did mean to cut him off. Chicken. It's just being rude to our guests. <laughs> <laughs> brought him in our home, brought him on the co- Dis- podcast. Disrespectful. <laughs> Disrespected. <Anywho>. No, <laughs> but I think I, I mentioned this early, in an earlier uh, episode that I, I haven't been out to see movies to at the cinema in years literal years you didn't see infinity war nope haven't seen it haven't seen anything recent within like the last three or four years see that baffles me because i i see everything in theaters like my family our our idea of like a good time is we just go to the movie theater like we don't go we don't go on vacation very often like we don't go Mm -hmm. you know to the beach or whatever we don't go like a lot of families will go do something like sporty or like go for like a hike or something we just go to the movies and get a large popcorn and like large drinks and we're just chilling and huh. see every new movie, so. I, I, which is it. That's one hundred percent expensive. But I, I gotta sick. ask you now. Then is it like a matter of like money? Like you don't want to pay it like, because it is pretty expensive, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to pay for the movie, or like it's just like you just haven't gone. Uh, it's of, like, circumstance. Like, come on, Jesse. Speak it in the mic. Use a broke good. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I am poor. Well, if you look to behind you, behind the curtain, you know there's a, a perfectly reasonable. Hobby that takes up a lot of my money. That's fair. Uh, but that is not necessarily the purest reason. Because, I mean, if I look at, you know, if you look at budgeting, I can spend, a, you know, a couple dozen dollars, you know, well, every like, couple of months. There's even, it. like, rich people who would, who, who wouldn't want to go see, because they wouldn't want to go to the theater because, like, they say, well, in three months from now, I can rent it on, you know, YouTube or whatever for a dollar. So I'm going to spend I think that's a big part of it because that's yeah. what my dad always did. That's fair. It's like me and my, me and my family, like, we would go see relatively new, like, new movies. Yeah. But not all the time. And my dad's just like, and especially nowadays, he's like, eh, I'll wait until it comes out on DVD or right. Blu-ray. Yeah, Marvel that, has ruined it for me. Yeah. I don't, they're the, those are the only movies I go see. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I'm guaranteed to go at least three times a year. There you go. 
and fair enough. It's just I don't know. And maybe it's no, partial laziness oh, wait, too. No, no, no. The last movie I saw yeah. was Jurassic World. Okay, mm. that was a good one to see in theaters. I feel like. Yeah. There, there are some movies that, new that I will only see in theaters. Yeah. Because like it kind of it's like the spectacle, you know, of the movie. Like it, it, I, it wouldn't be as good on like a small screen because like the plot or like dialogue of the script might suck, but like the action and special effects were awesome and the sound and stuff. So like, yeah, I want to see that on the big screen, but it's not as nearly as good on the small screen because it just like those things don't right. stick out as much. IMAX experience is fantastic. Right. That's why I like going to uh, the Megaplex. That's a good time. I went for the first time a few months ago. Yeah. Loved it. Oh. I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody there, actually. Ooh. Great How was that? I liked it. I actually yeah. haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I, I, I There's a lot of people, I feel like it's getting some hate from certain circles, but I liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I, like as as a movie about Queen, the band, and music, and like the life of, of an artist, fantastic. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and they haven't really had a big thing about Queen for as for as huge of an impact they had on the music exactly. world. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, up yeah. until now we got something. But no, it was good, though. I liked it. So speaking of family, you're based out of Texas, correct? Correct. Well, I, I should clarify, both of my parents are from Utah. Oh. Yikes. No, but... Um, <laughs> so they escaped the cult, They <laughs> fled to Texas. You could say that. My dad's from Logan, up north. My mom's from Salt Lake. Um, and my 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 dad got um, a job working for the government pretty much right out of his graduate school. Um, and we they just left. They, they moved to Maryland first, then Korea, then Germany, then we settled in Texas when I was 11. Oh, oh wow. So you yeah. lived in Korea. A little bit of international travel. Yeah. yeah. International World traveler. Yeah. Yeah. How, are you, were you too young to remember Korea? Or? No, no, I remember. So that's actually the first place I remember living because we moved there when I was one and we lived there until I was eight. So oh. did uh, kindergarten, first and second grade in Korea, third, fourth, fifth grade in Germany, middle school and high school in Texas. Oh. How's your Korean? Terrible. Terrible. I know. So, no, that's yeah, like, that's what I know. I know. And come sign me, though. You know, thank you. you know how I learned my Korean was on my mission. So, Whoa. So what happened was is on the coast, they have a ton of factories. They're all owned by Koreans. That I've heard that, actually. Yeah, yeah. all of them. Every single one of them. So we were in an area that we lived in a gated community and I'd probably say a solid 40% of the community was Korean. That's crazy. They had a Korean shop. You'd see them everywhere. Crazy thing is that they would marry Guatemalan women. Mm. Oh, so you got a nice little mix down there. And they spoke pretty good Spanish. And, and did the kids learn Korean? I think they learned both. Mm. I never got to meet a mixed family. Gotcha. But but you saw that it was you mean they they it was happening yeah right and then I did work with we did um, we taught one girl who she worked for one of the companies I think she worked directly with one of the Koreans as like an assistant so she learned a little bit of it <laughs> and then I learned Anyo Anyo Sero whatever they say Anyo Sero yeah yeah so yeah yeah actually so funny story about Guatemala My, I have an uncle that actually lives down there right now in Guatemala City oh. Um, What's he doing? Is he retired? So it's kind of kind of a long story. It goes back to my grandpa on my mom's side. He served his mission down there. It was back then. I think it was literally just called like the Central American Mission back in like the forties or fifties. Right. And spent a lot of the time in Guatemala. Came back in the nineties as a mission president in Guatemala City, and then MTC president in the early two thousands. Going to Guatemala City again. Right. During the first mission, my uncle went out there and lived there for a little bit. Ended up marrying a Guatemalan girl, and um, 
they've since separated and stuff, but his his kids are half Guatemalan, and they just he he decided to move back there with a couple of the kids because they missed it, and wow. they're they're loving life down there right now. So wow, he yeah. probably lives in Sona. Ocho or Nueve? He goes to whatever he goes to whatever like ward has is like like where most of the Americans go. I don't know if there are Americans there. Like it's Montserrat, yeah. I think. I don't know. There was there was one. Uh, I was in one zone where they had a they had an American bishop lived in the area. <laughs> and then I actually have a mission companion who married a Guatemalan. He's from he's from Texas, from Denton, Texas. And married Guatemala and moved down there as well. Also lives in Guatemala City. Really? You know, the crazy thing is, is there's a lot of expats or no, there's a lot of retirees who are taking their hard-earned cash and they're living down there because if you live in one of the tourist places, it's a very similar quality of life. Now, given, and yeah, the architecture is a little different and your Wi-Fi is not as good, but it's probably way cheaper. It is so much cheaper. And it's beautiful. So they actually, yeah. so I, I mean, I can empathize with them. You actually feel like the money that you've saved over all that time is going to get you somewhere. Exactly. Versus most retired couples now, they're like, yeah, I'm just going to pick up another part-time job because, right. you know, I can't pay bills no, with everything though. that I've saved over the years. Right. And Social Security hasn't, you know, adjusted for inflation. <laughs> Such a joke. Yikes. Hard life. Yeah. But yeah, that's super cool though. Yeah, so I got I got a few Guatemalan connections. Too. Yeah, Guatemalan and Korean connections. And the out. and the Korean, you're connected. Both sides of that. You're mm-hmm. affiliated. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of reminds me of the scene in Black Panther when they go to Korea and they have like <laughs> the gamblers and whatnot. Yeah, you were probably in there. I, I actually was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you made an appearance. So that was no, why was you not. looked so. Why there was a character that looked so familiar? No, in the background. but that's funny you say that though because they also, I think it was Avengers: Age of Ultron. They also filmed a little bit of in, in Korea, actually. Really? I don't know if they specified in the movie that they're in Korea, but they did film some of it. And my my parents, they lived over there while I was on my mission for another couple of years, and they saw the the movie being filmed and stuff. Oh, yeah. cool! It's, and they actually have they have a building right next to like the main river that goes through Seoul, Korea, and it's it's called the Avengers Building now. Oh, really? It's just like known as like and like th- 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 uh, that's where they filmed like this scene or whatever, and they have parties there once a year, like called like Avengers parties, and they have like. They have a bunch of like Avengers themed stuff. They have the on. Korean Avengers. Pretty much. Yeah. They have like Psy as Tony Stark. <laughs> if, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if we should. I don't know if we should even touch Psy in this conversation. Honestly, <laughs> that 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 might go a little too deep. <laughs> Start building the uh, Korean Avengers team. But, but the funny oh thing is, gosh. I mean, that all. I mean, five years ago, Psy it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a big deal talking about him, right? No, I mean, it was basically just a meme, just the most watched video on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. and now, you know, a couple years later, right? And here we are now, and you haven't heard a peep from him yeah, since. Yeah. I actually watched. A, I like Korean cinema a lot. It's good. Have you have you seen the Train to Train- Busan? Yes, oh, yeah. yes, it was so good, so good. And actually, the director of that just came out with a, a, a series on Netflix about zombies, also about zombies, but set during the. Like dynasty era during in Korea. Oh, I saw that. I'm we're gonna probably, probably gonna start watching it. You should join us. Yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, that'd be super anyway. cool. Now, have you seen the OG classics like Old Boy? No. Oh, okay. So OG Korean cinema. Like we're, we're delving deep here, folks. <laughs> that movie is intense. I actually heard about it from one of my mission buddies. We we're just talking about movies. He's like, "Yeah, Old Boy. It's one of the most graphic movies I've ever seen." Oh, excellent. There's a scene Love where. It where he takes on a room, like it's in this narrow hallway, and he fights like this whole crowd of dudes with a hammer. 
The thing about the scene though is that it's so it, it's choreographed so well because you know in the like they make dudes OP in the movies. They're yeah. like, okay, hero. really, yeah. how are you doing this? But he like it's like equal amounts of ass kicking, but he still comes out on top because you know he's, he's a hero. He's the dude. Like right. what what year are we talking here? I think it's early two thousands. Oh, I was thinking like you're going way back, like seventies <laughs> or eighties or something. Like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Going all like, the way back. I don't even know. <laughs> like way That's cool way though. Way. So like basically like Korean John Wick. Now I have yes, definitely. But Kingsman maybe a little bit. I love Kingsman mm. by the way. Great Kingsman, movies. great a, movies. The thing about Korean cinema is it's way more visceral than. Oh my gosh! Yes, it is. Than than our cinema. Yes. I feel like foreign cinemas because we. I remember us watching The Raid, and that's an yes. Indonesian film. Yeah. Although you'd very be, graphic. You'd be surprised though, because I think in Europe especially. They view violence as a lot more detrimental than anything sexual. So, like, if if a movie has tons of has like tons of nudity but no violence, then like it could be rated G. You know what I mean? No, like no joke. No, little kids will go see it. Disney's newest production. No, like this is this is real though. But if if it has like an an ounce of blood or like somebody killing somebody, you're you're going rated R instantly. Like no joke. I mean, this is definitely exactly that makes sense. That, that totally makes but, sense. But like they they view it's it's flipped over there. Yeah. Whereas here we're like, oh my gosh, is, is that a nipple? <laughs> yeah, no. Cut it. Game over. Meanwhile, Adam Levine. Meanwhile. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that was a big. That was a big uh, hullabaloo. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl. What's everyone's thoughts on that? Thanks for bringing us full circle. Jesse. That dumpster yeah. fire of a. It's Super okay. Bowl. That's what I'm here. That's the whole point of nameless. We free flow. Yeah. So. Normal people talk. Well, dude, I mean, the Super Bowl is so underwhelming. It was bad. This is, this is really, coming from the really non-football bad. person. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is coming <laughs> from the non-football person. Like, I do not have any strong affiliation towards any team. Except, I mean, I'm from Ohio, and so OSU Buckeyes is pretty close to me. But, I mean, I'm still not like, if you don't like Buckeyes, then F you. Um, I just enjoy a good game of football. And that was not a good game of football. Yeah, that was you get the you get the ESPN people defending it, saying it was a defensive masterpiece. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Oh, Let's no. break down the game. <sighs> it consisted of Tom Brady throwing ten yard dump passes the whole night yep. to Julian Edelman. To Julian Edelman, who nobody gave two flips about his PED use, never came up. They're yeah. like, how's he still so fast and agile at the age of thirty two? Well, there's these things called steroids. And my official stance on it is I really don't care. I think people should be allowed to use steroids. But but don't act like he's like this great like human being, right, who has mm-hmm. accomplished these feats yeah. at his age when he really, you know. Supernatural. Yeah. He's had some Yeah, like some let's help. bring it back into perspective here. Right. Right. So you have that happening. The only long pass the, the Patriots had was that one to Gronk. That was an absolute dime. Yeah. But it was such a boring game. The Rams – what? How did they go from being one of the top offenses in the league to putting up three points in the Super Bowl? That was embarrassing. Todd Gurley, nobody knows what's going on with him. Yeah. Give it a week, he'll probably say he was injured. Yeah. Goff though, was totally off his game. Goff is the thing is everybody jumped on the Goff train early in the year. I've got serious question marks about that guy. He's Goff. so in, he's so inconsistent. Big question marks. Yeah. How do you go from that that Kansas City Rams game mm-hmm. to what he did at the Super Bowl? Yeah. And like nobody's talking crap about him. They're like, "Oh, it's okay. He'll be fine." No. I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't. That's a serious, serious problem. I, not showing up at the big stage. No, seriously. I saw Skip Bayless tweet out today, and obviously Skip Bayless is a big Cowboys homer. But <laughs> um, he said that Dak Prescott is better than Jared Goff. <clears throat> I agree. Which yep. I mean is hard to argue against at this point. Honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, Dak has had poor Dak has had Jason Garrett as a coach. And just a just that. a whirlwind of, hmm. of of personnel changes that they've had. But actually, fun fun fact about the Cowboys: recently hired a new offensive coordinator. Can't remember the dude's name, but um, he is LDS actually. Really? Hey. Yeah. Um, huh. Went to Boise. Was quarterback at Boise State. Married a girl from. They went to BYU. Joined the church. Worked on the Cowboys staff for the last two years, and then was. Uh, up to uh, OC huh, just yeah. last week. Yeah, fun fact. Whoa! My my one of my, one of my good friends That's kind of fun has a buddy who's in his ward. Up in, uh, up in Dallas. Yeah. Whoa! Famous Mormon yeah. athletes. There was that one guy from the Kansas City Royals. Um, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. He pitched in the World Series. He's a mission president now. Yeah, he's a mission president. He Wild. looks like the missionaries. Yeah. He like tweets. He's super young. He's he like he's legit out. like thirty six. Is he years hip? Old. He's a hype beast. He posted <laughs> pictures of like these rare jays. He's that a he sneakerhead. It's so dope. You're like he's a cool what? guy. Jer- Jeremy Guthrie. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Dude, heck yeah. Check him out. He's cool. That'd be so weird. He's I couldn't cool imagine dude. having a mission president. That's, that's like cool. that's like yeah, that's like the age of one of my brothers. Yeah. Like uh, most of them they're like in their. 60s, yeah. old, retired, old, not retired, but like well established gentleman. No, and then, that's yeah. the thing, though. He played so well. Like, he was, he was a great athlete. Like, he yeah. literally has, he doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. That's nuts. Watch Bryce Harper will become a mission president, too. Nah, JK. He's still active, though. What? Well, oh, very active. Yeah. Um, he, um, what was I going to say? Oh, my coworker said that his brother who lives in San Diego sees Bryce Harper in the San Diego Temple like regularly. Yeah. It's <laughs> so. it's a good thing. I'm glad he kept that up because I feel bad for a lot of people who ha- kind of have the theoretical gun to their head where right. it's like mission or death. And it's like, no, that's that's not the case. Especially because it could be argued that his platform is much right. larger and he could affect more lives. Although I, I still argue that Jabari Parker should have gone on a mission. Totally. Can you imagine? He's 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 the number one prospect coming out of Duke, and says he's going to go on a mission. Can you imagine what would have happened? Yeah, That'd be crazy. And but when you, when you look at it, you know, when he would have been starting his mission, goes and tears his ACL. You know yeah. what I mean? Playing yeah. basketball. And look at him now; he's a bench warmer. Oh yeah, might get traded to the Lakers though. I heard. You know what? I think trade the deadline ja- rumors coming up. The Jazz need to pick him up. I've, I've been saying that for a while too. I called it last year. They need another scoring yeah. weapon. Yeah. But, they could do without his his non defensive existence. That's true. But <laughs> well, that's why they have Rudy Gobert. Right. You Literally, know? like probably the best defender in the league. Just just sit him in the middle of the paint. Right. And say, Rudy, stand in here for no more than three seconds, and then just jump right. <laughs> well, back Well, because they struggle because Rudy has no like. Li- okay, he has an offensive game as in alley oops, right? Whatever he can throw on some dunks. <laughs> but like hole. take him outside the paint, you can do nothing, right? So you just stick him down there, say, hey, just play defense, and you got Jabari in there who can hit mid range threes, you know, just let him roam, and then you got Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell should run the point. Yeah. There's Why a lot is of he not their point argue. guard? I don't know. If he ran the point... His passing is unreal. Yeah, he's an un- he's underrated. I think he'd be the equivalent of a Damian Lillard in oh, easy. probably a year or two. Yeah, I totally agree. And I hate Ricky Rubio. Yeah, I do not like him. Me neither. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, the Super Bowl. Anyway, that Super Bowl... Super, not so super. Old. Gosh, no, really wasn't. And then, uh, you know, so you have that going down with the Rams, and let, let's get down to the defensive stuff. They didn't do anything spectacular. There weren't any huge like 
There Gilmore was, had one interception. The whole Gilmore game? had that interception where Goff literally threw it off of his back foot. You're like, oh, that's picked off. As soon as he threw right. it, you knew it was going to get picked off. Right. Um, and then yeah, it was just short yardage the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, to watch. Yeah, like defensive masterpiece. And only three points until the you know, fourth quarter. You know what else is crazy? How often they rotated Aaron Donald out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how they would zoom in weird. on him? And he was just like, he looked like he'd seen a ghost or something. Or he was just like completely he, out of his element. He saw Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, the, the the one, I don't, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady guy. You know, but it is cool, you know, if we're just talking about it from like an NFL league perspective. Like, you you can say that this this Super Bowl is terrible for them, right? Like, right. no points score, so nobody wants to watch it. Like, it's not fun to watch. And then honestly, and then like, but also, but at, the, at the same time, you've got Tom Brady, who's like the biggest celebrity, right? He's like yeah. he, he's the like one of the only stars in the NFL. So people recognize him, people recognize his name, his face. So if he wins, you know, that at least gets him a little more recognition because yeah, you know, his brand is him. there. Right. The whole thing that drives me nuts is the goat conversation, though. Yeah. Look at his six rings that he has. Um. So the last one he got, it was not. It was a mediocre performance at best. You have that Seahawks one where the the game was literally handed to them on a silver platter. Yeah. Uh, what else? We have the Tuck rule. The first three probably don't count because their defense carried him that whole time. I don't see Brady as as the goat. I think Peyton Manning was just a better overall player. The the one that was really incredible was the. Um... The Falcons one was yes. it two years ago. The the comeback. The comeback. That was pretty incredible. That was very fun to watch. That was one of the all time greats. Yeah. I still think that Brady has benefited from a, a he's a system quarterback. Right. As far as his attributes go, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not the most accurate. Very slow. And he also benefits from a lot of controversy. Peyton Manning didn't have that. Peyton mm-hmm. Manning was like running the offense by himself. Half the time. And he put up better stats. Like, yeah. overall, his Peyton Manning at his best was better than Brady ever was at his best. You give Peyton competent defenses, and he won. Mm. So he won with the Broncos. He won with the Colts. You know? That's the whole thing about the GOAT conversation is people equate it to championships. Right. It's not possible because you also have defense and special teams to take into account. Yeah. So quarterback's impact on the game. It only goes so far. Especially in football. Totally. Because, like, yeah, with obviously with basketball, Michael Jordan and and, and LeBron, you know, you can definitely make the argument because they're one-fifth of the team, you know, right. on the court. So, But, yeah, with football, that is a little harder to take. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind putting Peyton and Brady in the same class and Joe Montana and right. Dan Marino and, you know, hope maybe Drew Brees will be in that conversation. Can, can you imagine how fun this game would have been if it was – Chief Saints. Oh. Oh, my word. That would have been incredible. It would have probably been the like, best. Yeah, it would have been a really, really good game. Do you see that clip of uh, Patty Mahomes playing basketball? Yeah. Oh, just just d- destroying guys. That dude sauces. Handles up the wazoo. He sauces like no other. Yeah, it was incredible. You're like, huh. Well, because I think, I, I thought I heard that he played baseball and football. Correct. In college. But he's incredible at basketball, too. Yeah. Just, I mean, a, just a great athlete. Dude's just straight up athletic. He, he's the future of the NFL. There's no question. Yeah, second year winning MVP. Yeah, come on. He, he's he's like one of the few bright spots for the NFL right now. And I was hoping the Chiefs would have won because I love Andy Reid um, because of all his years with the Eagles. Yeah. And uh, Isn't that kind of crazy that he, that he couldn't win one with, with the Eagles? It's honestly yeah. kind of a crime. Yeah, he had that one against the Patriots where they lost by a couple points. Yeah. Uh, that was tough to watch. Um, and then when Chip Kelly came in and 
I still have nightmares about the Chip Kelly era. I remember waking up wondering who's going to get traded next. But we almost but then, owe it. The Eagles almost owe it to Chip Kelly that they won a Super Bowl. There you go. Because it was like a phoenix from the ashes. Yeah. You know? But, oh, yeah, the other thing about the Super Bowl, too. That halftime performance was hot garbage. Yeah, it was. I I mean, I'm not I, – I enjoy Maroon 5. I'm not their biggest fan by any means. Agreed. I enjoy a couple of their songs. The the one moment that was kind of fun was like you know the, well there were there was a SpongeBob moment with Twenty One Savage or not Twenty One Savage who was it uh, Travis Travis Twenty Savage was on my mind sorry yeah Travis Scott comes in you know in the you know, uh, sicko mode whatever yeah. and then the the moment with the lanterns was cute yeah spelling out one love mm-hmm. why is this oh with the drones yeah, yeah right right that was fun yeah but other than that it was uh it was a little Adam weird. Levine was off key well he wasn't off key but he wasn't he's like out of breath yeah and he was mm-hmm. singing an octave lower than what he normally did yeah it was weird. But, He's also he's also getting a little old. I think it's true. He's in his forties. He's in his forties. He's in his forties. Early forties. Even though he looks like Travis Barker. Yeah, he's yeah. he's Dude's he's doing tatted. well for himself. He is. Looks like he did time. Oh, he wishes he did time. Tattoo. <laughs> he <laughs> thinks he's hard. Yeah. He... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bro thinks he's hard. <laughs> Giant California tattoo. <laughs> I saw that. That was, was like, something. Oh, Tupac wannabe. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh. So. Oh god. Adam Levine is thirty nine. Oh, so, I thought he was 40 so, already. I That's thought he I was early too. 40s. Well, oh, he's saying like he was over 40. Yeah, they've been around forever. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Hmm. But that's but that's why, because their music now is so electronic right. that it's probably benefiting, like, you know, tremendously from being in a studio. He'll but... be in full, he'll be 40 in March, though. Yeah, it was a very underwhelming performance, especially following Justin Timberlake last year. Who is like possibly one of the best performers of the, like the last decade? You know what I mean? You know the just cr- a charismatic dude just carries the performance. The thing that I, that I realized the other night, you know what's funny is JT was welcomed back after the Janet Jackson titty incident. Right? Isn't that nuts? That is crazy. That's the he's that he's that cool. <laughs> he's that good. They're like, look, we've all forgot about it. Clean slate, bro. Yeah, his performance was fantastic. The year before was Lady Gaga. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, and then we had this year. Everybody was so mad that they didn't play Sweet Victory from the SpongeBob. Yes. That was the other big <laughs> meme. But it's like. Well, they, they teased it with. They did. With, they with did. It. Yeah. But, but let's be realistic here. Like, you think they would have played that for a whole, <laughs> what, true. two minutes? Yeah. Nah. You know what's funny? I would have done it. Tra- I you know what? Travis Scott benefits a lot from Auto Tune, and mm. it sounded weird hearing him just normal. But I like him because he brings high energy. Oh, yeah. But it's so funny because, like, the older generation was like, who is this? My mom was like, <laughs> I put, like, Travis Scott was okay. And then my mom, no, it was one of my mom's friends commented on it and said, who was that? And then my mom was like, the cusser. <laughs> <laughs> How rude and disrespectful. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they bleeped it all out. Though, they did. Didn't they? they bleeped all of it. <laughs> so she just knew because of the bleeps. Yeah. Well, that's your, that's mom's right though, right? That's hilarious. Yes. I love it. She has to maintain the integrity. <laughs> the cusser. The cusser. <laughs> that bad guy. I don't cuss, mom. <laughs> I guarantee you, my mom would be saying the same thing. It's like, Jesse, you listen to that. I cussed on last week's episode. My mom sent me a. I woke oh, up, no. I woke up to, no, I, no, I woke up to, to, to a text message. And my, mom, my mom was like, oh, my gosh, I loved your, your podcast last week. And she knows Weston, um, who was on. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I love Weston. He's such a great guy. And uh, didn't say anything about my wow. potty just, mouth. Just let it go. 
Yeah. Thanks, mom. My mom was really confused. Though. She's like, "Are you are you not active anymore?" I'm like, no, I'm, I still am. <laughs> Go to FHE, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> Volleyball too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mom. I'm 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 okay. It's okay, mom. We're good. Just because I threw out a cuss word doesn't mean I left the church. You know what? The minute I stopped caring about my language was I I felt like a weight was lifted off of me because I just was always freaking out about saying the right stuff mm-hmm. and you should tell my my roommate grant the, that because he always feel, like feels really he gets like really down on himself about about custom language yeah. Mm. yeah and it sucks because i think you do more harm than good mm-hmm. and a lot of people understand when you say something and a, and also if i can place a swear word in the right spot for emphasis yeah it provides emphasis like i can I'm say i'm sure. really angry right now but if i say like I'm really pissed off or I'm pissed, then that gets my point across, you know? So that's just, that's just how it goes. But that's just me being me, you know, it's an unpopular opinion. Same thing with rocket. I feel that I I rock it. But, um, speaking of LDS culture and stuff like that, an interesting fact about Caleb, he's a Democrat. (laughs) And for those who don't know about the LDS culture, it's majority conservative. I'd say probably 75, 80. Yeah. Probably yeah. higher than that. At, at least in the United States. At least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. At least in the – according to U.S. demographics, I would say the, the majority is conservative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So wh- what's that like for you being a Democrat and a primarily Republican Yeah. So area? you actually catch me like kind of at an interesting point in my life because it, it was pretty recent. And I don't go around saying like – I'm a Democrat. Like I don't post a whole lot on social media or whatever right. about Democratic Party necessarily. But if someone someone were to ask me, I, I re- actually as of like two weeks ago, I decided if somebody were to ask me, and if I'm going to register to vote, I'm gonna I would do I would say Democrat. I would register mm-hmm. as a Democrat. Right. Um, and there's there's a couple factors that go into that. Um, my grandpa, who I look up to a lot, um, has been a Democrat his entire life. Yeah. Um, he was born and raised here in Utah. Um, went on his mission to Latin America, uh, went on to be a lawyer here in Utah. Um, and then, and he just decided early on that he, what he valued most aligned with the democratic party. And mostly when it comes to social issues, mm-hmm. um, helping the underdog right. pretty much is kind of what he always talks about right. looking out for the little guy. Um, and I will definitely say, you know, I don't agree with everything that the democratic party stands for or that certain candidates stand for. But as far as the majority of what of what I agree with and the way I kind of want to see things go is is where um, you know is the, de- the what, what the Democrats kind of support. I feel like a lot of the Democratic Party's platform has very Christian aspects in For a sure. lot of its purest forms. For sure, taking care of the needy, helping out the poor. Um, they really do, and I mean, if we look at church history, they've always supported strong governments. Right, they always have. I mean. Look at the Nephites. They they did as much as they can. They said it was liberty, but they were also fighting to establish a strong government. No, totally. You know, it wasn't a libertarian paradise. It was no. they wanted a strong government yeah. that would take care of their people. And they they did take care of each other. I mean, that's if we're going by strictly church facts. You know, it's really interesting, though. Facts. All my friends that are LDS Democrats are some of my favorite people. They're very... Their understanding of the platforms, they, they have well put, the, they, they have arguments that are very, I would say very advanced, mm. 
because me, I'm like, I'm going to hop on Google and see what it says. And <laughs> right. then, you know, just kind of go from there. But right. they, they spend a lot of time doing extra research. And then the other thing too, that strikes about them is they know how to empathize. Mm. So empathy is a big driving factor versus, you know, you get the conservative crowd and they're like, stupid liberals, right. all of them. And it's like, there's good people in both parties. No, for sure. Obviously. obviously. Great people in both parties. Yeah. But that's always been a thing that's kind of, that's kind of surprised me. I've even heard from some members before where they're like, if you're a Democrat, I almost feel like you just can't even be a, you shouldn't have a temple recommend. <laughs> Which wow. is a bit that's, uh, far. Yeah, that's been you know, that's... What's, you know what's crazy is I've, uh, James, e, James E. Faust was a, was a registered Democrat, that, if that I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who also is a uh, um, an active member and uh, is one of the more prominent Democrats is Harry Reid. Yep. Mm-hmm. They see him in the temple and people always are saying like how he, he sponsors legislation that's against church doctrine. Right. Well, not necessarily because the biggest defining factor is it's not anybody else's business inside the church what you do. It's primarily when you sit down with your priesthood leader, it's you. It's your accountability between you and God. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's exactly what it is. If you can speak up to the issue, yeah. then own it. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, so I, I haven't faced, you know, being pretty recently, you know, a, a uh, I don't know, like self-proclaimed Democrat. I haven't inf- like confronted a lot of opposition within the church just because I don't, I tend to not get into really serious political conversations in church environments, right. which I think is probably pretty good, a good thing to do. That's a good, um, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. But... Uh, I will just say that the second, so the, the first reason was my was my grandpa and kind of forming that opinion. And then secondly, this past um, midterm season with the midterm elections um, down in Texas, I don't know if you guys heard, there was kind of a heated Senate battle. Between um, Beto between and... Between uh, Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz. <laughs> I thought Beto was going to win. I did as well. He was super close. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to see Ted Cruz not get it. Yes, because he's kind of a sniveling rat yeah. of sorts, yeah. and he also supports big banks like Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Mm. He's he's now sporting a, a nice beard. I don't know if you've seen him recently. Yeah, but Ted Cruz has a beard now. Yeah, he's kind of a wiener. I, I feel like he's trying to like relate better to like the Texan crowd because he he doesn't at all. Like, and he he's he spent like less than half of his last term even in the state of Texas. Like, he missed most of the votes in Congress. Mm. Spent most of the time like. Campaign, campaigning to be president in 2016, you know, all that good stuff. Anyway, so yeah, I I can't I supported and voted for Beto O'Rourke, a Democrat. That's kind of I found myself kind of forced in this in this very heated debate to pick a side. Yeah, because right? basically all my friends and everybody that I knew was either all right, you're Ted Cruz or you're Beto, and I was like, freak, I guess I got to decide. Yeah. So I t- took a long hard look, listened to both of them, listened to, to the debates and everything, and decided that I wanted to go with Beto O'Rourke. Um, mostly, and this doesn't even have to do as much with party. I don't think he's just a very inspirational leader. 100%. Um, knows how to talk to the people, knows how to get to the people and hear their, hear their voices, speak to kind of their, their concerns. He visited every county in Texas. There's like over 250 or something like that. Texas is huge. Visited all of them, speak Spanish. Um, Ted Cruz, who claims to be Spanish, like half, half Latino or whatever. I don't think he even speaks Spanish. He can't, he can't speak a lick of it. Um, and so that definitely played a big part in that. Um, but obviously, having been recently, you know, decided on this party affiliation, I'm very open to many different opinions and beliefs and mm-hmm. by no means shut out 
right. the the rest. But I will say that the opposing party, a, a, a big reason that I decided to go on the Democrat side is that the opposing party uh, voted Donald Trump into office. So. Uh, yeah. Now that <laughs> just, that, that definitely that contributes. Plays, plays a little bit. You know, that, that little tidbit of info. <laughs> Sheesh. I was a bad one. Sometimes I wake up and I and I think, wow, Donald Trump's president. What a time. What a time to be alive. The Simpsons called it over uh, 15 years ago well, whenever they what played that. What did the Simpsons call, the Simpsons apparently? Call, the Simpsons are low-key Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati affiliated. Oh, no. Sheesh. You know, it's so crazy. I, I read a quote today from Trump prepping for the State of the Union where he said, we will build a human wall if we have to. I saw to. that. And he said, we'll Sorry, put, what? He's like, we'll put military down there if we have to. Is that tonight, State of the Union? When is that? I think so. I think it's mm-hmm. tonight. Mm. We should like we should like a live a live stream, a live, <laughs> live commentary on it. Like live just, tweet. Just like an Instagram live. Just yeah. us. <laughs> like, hey, we're here watching the State <laughs> of the Union address. <laughs> like, what are you doing? We're gonna we're gonna do a fact checker. <laughs> and right? even then, more than the speech, I love the culture behind the State oh, of the Union. Oh my word. I love it because you see people standing up, sitting down, clapping, not clapping, and all the grandstanding that goes on. Hmm. Trump gave that one where uh, um, his his State of the Union address where he mentioned uh, um, the tyranny in North Korea, and he brought he had the examples of the North Korean immigrants. And I'm like, all right, Donnie, wh- whatever you say, homeboy. He's he's an interesting character. Yes, and I will say he has he has pushed forward some some good legislation, but. It just sucks when the majority of your role consists of being the figurehead of the country. Exactly. And you are probably the last person I would want to embody American principles. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of blows. Yeah, it's not great. Freaking Donnie. You know what is we're gonna have another election in what, a year and a half? Two mm-hmm. years. So close. Who's who are the big uh who are the who are the big candidates right now? On the on the Democratic side. So I know on the well, left, uh what's his name? Booker is Booker running? just declared Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. <laughs> I don't really know much about her. I do not like her. I've heard rumblings that Joe Biden's gonna run. I don't think I don't think he's gonna do it. Joe Biden. I want Joe for the memes. Yeah, that would be great. Those I, those memes when him and Obama were leaving the uh leaving office of him like <laughs> did you guys see those memes where it was like he was gonna like put booby traps around the White House and stuff? Yeah. It's like, and, like Joe, you can't you Joe, you can't like put child proofing on all the doors. Joe's staring so out the window. Good. He's staring out the window like I swear if Donald shows up here I'm gonna punch him right in the face. There were so many good memes. I live for that. But... Outside of that too, he's had a he had a really inspirational story about his upbringing. Mm-hmm. Bullied on as a kid. I think he had a huge speech impediment and he had like no confidence like at all whatsoever. He had a wife die on him. I think his son. No, it was his son that died. But crazy stuff happened to him, and you hmm. know, mm-hmm. I think character-wise, I don't think he would be the worst person to have in For office. Sure. Actually, another person who just announced they're running is the former mayor of San Antonio, and where where I've lived like most of my life. And then he was the um, housing and urban development secretary for Obama oh, for his last yeah. term. Oh, um, his name's Julian Castro. Oh. Um, he just announced a couple weeks ago that he's going to run as well. He's definitely not seen as a front runner. But mm. do you guys think? Uh, do you guys think the burn has anything left for one more run? I think he died before he gets the office. Oh gosh, he's so burn. old. How old is Bill Burn? I mean, Trump's in office. Trump's Trump's seventy, isn't he? He's yeah. he's over seventy. He's like he's like mid. But Bernie was... Bernie has got to Bernie's be, like, be close to eighty. He's got to be I close feel, to I that f- one night at the end of 
uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusader. Oh I feel gosh. that Bernie is age, like he's <laughs> that old. The night, the night, the night. <laughs> you must choose. <laughs> you have chosen poorly. Oh my gosh. Let's see, Bernie. So good. I put Beanie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Indiana age. Jones. I feel like those movies are kind of, 77? kind of making a comeback right now. He's like, I thought he'd be older. Because now look at Trump, though. I think Trump's also 77. No, Trump second. is 72. Oh, how, how old was Reagan? Joe when he Biden was in is 76. Very old. Reagan well. was up there in age, yeah, and he, he made was. it through two terms. Well, well, towards the end, he got a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he also got him, but... he also got shot, didn't he? Yeah, he got yeah. shot, and then I think well, he didn't officially say that he had he had Alzheimer's until the 90s. But I think there were some early signs. Yeah. Mm. Well, often diseases like that often present earlier yeah. um, before they become a real issue. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. Good old. So in 1980, he was 66 years old. Oh. And so then throughout his, oh, he spent his 70s in his uh Yeah, about the same as Trump, just about. Poor yeah. Bernie just got about. robbed. What, in the election? Yeah, because if you look at it, Hillary won it not on principle. Because right. Bernie Bernie had minorities and young people mm. at his beckoning call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he would have made it through, there would have been a huge turnout in areas where people have statistically not That would have been cool to see. I will, and, and that's kind of the same thing that happened with Beto, actually. Yeah, Beto Because Beto, Beto, Beto had out. the minorities and the young people, and Ted Cruz won based off of a uh, party, just the base. Yeah. Just the party right. base. Right. Who were in just like the typical small town Texan. You know what? Beto people. should make a run. For president. People think he might. You think he, he should because there's nothing yeah. bad about him losing in Texas where, he, I, from what I understand, his campaigning, it, it was not a frivolous no. affair. He, he broke the record for most money raised by a Senate candidate in U.S. history. Hey, oh. there you go. Yeah, yeah, and he's not he's not beholden to, to you know, lobbyists and stuff like right, that. Right. It it would be cool. It'd be really cool to see. It. Right. I I still have his bumper sticker on my car. So that's when yeah. I that's what I knew because I was like I saw a Spurs sticker and I was like, huh, Beto. I was like, I just need to make sure he's he's a Democrat. But. Mm-hmm. Just gotta ask. But yeah. like, my spider senses tingle. Yeah. It'd be it's. I think it's gonna be an interesting political climate uh, well, come the, right, the election. The right doesn't have anybody running yet. Twenty twenty is no. gonna be wild. So they're no, gonna have Mark, much. I, Marco Rubio. Marco oh, Rubio. That's right. He's a win. I thought you were gonna say Mark Cuban for a second. No, no lie. Uh, no, Mark thank Cuban you on buy Marco the presidency. Rubio. Um, who else will run? Ben Carson won't run again because he didn't even want to be there in the first place last time around. Right. I would. I would probably say Carly Fiorina would 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 run. Mm-hmm. What if Ted Cruz runs again? Uh, he will get massacred. No, thank you. He will get massacred. The only way the the only way the Republicans will win is if they they'll have to get behind Trump again. Does Mitt run again? I, I, you know what? People thought I was crazy when I proposed that. I don't know. I mean, he's obviously involved. Like, he's very active in the political atmosphere. You know, the right other now. thing, too, is he spearheaded that whole campaign to, like, speak out against Trump, even the, though... The never Trump, hashtag never Trump yeah, kind of stuff. He yeah, he was a huge influence yeah. in that movement. Mm-hmm. And if he can appeal to enough conservatives, I mean, he could... I don't think he nomination. will, just because there it's such a, such a short turnaround. Yeah. He was, he literally just, like, he was sworn in, what, last month as yeah. a senator? That's true. And, yeah. like, for him to turn around and, like, because he would literally have to start campaigning today. Yeah. yeah. For 2020. So, like, it'd be a rough, uh, you know, it'd be a rough go. Which is part of the reason people think Beto might not run, too, is because of the quick turnaround. Yeah. I just, I don't know if Trump could win another election. Because the thing that won him the election last time was the Rust Belt. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's. 
That's what's going to decide it. And he keeps claiming he's made more jobs. Mm. I mean, once he gets that wall up, yeah, we'll have plenty of jobs. But <laughs> that wall's so stupid. Oh, my gosh. That whole that whole scenario just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, the immigration stuff is so broken. Yeah, it's bad. So broken. It's really bad. The laws are so crappy. Yeah. The thing that the thing that gets me is that the people who immigrate to the U.S. they have job skills that would be that would put them at like low middle class. Right. The problem is, is in their country they're still poor. Yeah. So everything they would need to come over, even though they're going to produce, we'll say they would produce enough to be, you know, middle class. Which is what we need. Which is what yep. we need. We need more of it. We make it harder for them to get in right. legally. Yeah. It baffles it baffles me. Drives me nuts. I don't I don't understand it. And then the, when people say we don't have room, like have you looked at the center of the country? There's plenty of room. I've driven through Texas and New Mexico. Believe me, there's believe there's me, room. there is room. Plenty of room for new cities, new settlements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> yeah, etc. As the guy in Split, have you guys seen Split? I haven't seen it yet. I know. Oh my gosh, I need to see Split, and then I'll go see Glass. Guys, we need to sit down and have like a movie night sometime. We do, do need it. to, or, or like a couple nights. You know what? Movie nights are difficult for me because because you hate people. Short attention span. <laughs> Short attention span. And then kind of like how we have a podcast, how we're just sitting down and talking for, you know, hours on end. Um, You know, kind of how we have that going on. You know, depending on the environment and how I am, like, you know, I like to chat. I like to make commentary. If you watch with the wrong group of people, Mm -hmm. they ain't having none of that. Mm -mm. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Or I'm the other way around. Sometimes I will just be dead silent. I don't want people talking. Actually, that's why that's even more reason for me to go to the theater. Because it's pretty much like common courtesy in the theater, theater, theater that you don't talk, right? Yeah. So go one time to see the movie on a big screen, complete silence, so you can just get the movie, the movie for what the movie is, right? Yeah. And the next time you sit down and watch it on Netflix with some buddies, you can talk to it because you've already seen it. Yeah. Right. You know? And that's where you get the commentary exactly. and you get talked about the movie. Yeah. You know what? Some of the best movie experiences I've had are when I've gone by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I saw Deadpool 2 by myself. I saw Creed 2 by myself. Yeah. Good experience. Mm. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. It was tough because I wanted to find people to go see Deadpool, but everybody mm. here was like, "You're in Provo." Like I can't watch yeah. that. That it's hurts rated, my soul. Is that a rated R film? Yeah, they're like, "Listen, I don't watch rated R movies." Mm. Like, well, you listen here. You're buying into false doctrine. So yeah, <laughs> how does that sound? And then we get into 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 you know these these arguments. These bad arguments. It sucks being opinionated and not knowing when to when to be able to, when you can voice them and <laughs> yeah. when to hold them in. Yeah, that's that's a bad characteristic I have. Mm. I speak way too much before I think, which is funny that I have a podcast because you know you kind of need to think right beforehand. Maybe for no, I, I would say that the podcast are the best when somebody just says what's on their mind. Yeah, yeah. and doesn't think about that's it. what this that's whole true. thing is about. So just us normal people. You have experience with podcasting. I do. Tell us a little bit about. Um, so I studied journalism at BYU, and I want to go into sports journalism. I was a sports editor at the BYU Daily Universe for, for a semester. It's the campus paper up on the hill. And um, I create a podcast. for about, It's all about BYU sports. And once a week, I sit down with a buddy of mine, and we just talk about BYU sports. It's great. Well, not always great, because BYU sports kind of sucks sometimes. Yay, but, Cougars. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm not a BYU fan. I uh, I can't get behind him. Good thing you don't go to BYU. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be bad for me. I don't even care about the Wolverines. I have no skin in this in these Utah sports. You're good. You're good. I mean, the Jazz. I'm like, yeah, they're local. It's fun. Cool. I can have an opinion. It's but... good for the like the local events. You know, something to do on a Friday night. Oh or... yeah, for sure. Right. If I if I if if we see you on like ESPN newscasting like four or five years from Not now, happening. But I'm more of a behind the camera kind of guy. Oh. Or, or either either behind the camera or in front of a mic, but never in front of the camera. I think mm. it'd be much harder to be in front of a camera and on the mic, especially on sports. Yeah. Because you have to be careful of what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have more creative liberty as a journalist. Yeah. Of course, you're, of course, you know you're edited and whatnot. Right. And you have to make you know you submit your works to your superiors and they have yeah. to sign off on it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. You know, a cool movie I watched recently was All the President's Men. Oh, classic! Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah, it's a great one. It really, it really gives you an insight into like the crazy world of journalism and how important it is because they uncovered, like, they uncovered a conspiracy of such magnitude it forced a president it's, it forced a sitting president to to resign literally yeah which we haven't had <laughs> since it, it had been like what 60 70 years before that since that happened something like that at yep. least incredible what yeah. they did and uh Good one movie. of the, one of the reporters he does uh he will always write a book about every president and the one about Trump he just dug into him hardcore Trump talked a lot of smack about him. It's like you need to mm. need to pay respects to the great there, yeah, Senor Orange Man. Now, speaking of journalism movies, there's three three great journalism movies in my opinion. Two of them have come out in the last like three or four years. The first one is the one you mentioned, um, All the President's Men with Robert Redford. Yep. Yeah, uh, that came out in like the seventies, I think. Classic. But then another one is Spotlight. Yes. That came out about three, four yes. years ago. With Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. And uh, Michael Keaton. Rachel McAdams. Yes. Great movie. It's about the um, like the Catholic priest um, sexual abuse kind of scandal up in uh, Boston, I think. Right. In, mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. And then the other one is um, The Post that came out. I think it just came out last year. Meryl yeah, Streep, pr- Tom Hanks. Pretty recent. Um, and actually, I would actually recommend, so that takes place directly before all the President's Men and, like, the Watergate scandal. So I'd recommend watching The Post, then All the President's Men, if you're going to watch oh. them in any kind of order. Then maybe yeah, Spotlight after that. because it's but. intriguing because of all the blowback they had where people were like, drop it, you don't have anything. Yeah. And they just kept pushing and pushing. And the other th- the other problem they had is they're like, well, are these stories corroborated? Well, nobody's going on record. And it's like, they're going to be killed. Right. Like, Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, this is life or death situation. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think, like, just trust me. You have to trust me here. Yeah. That's right. And then I I think journalism has taken a turn. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have multiple news outlets now that journalistic integrity is not one of their, you know, most important That's for driving sure. factors. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting age we live in. There's there's become a it well, not not even mentioning the the fake news movement. There's been a kind of a weird over the past twenty years a weird blend of the entertainment industry with the journalism industry yeah. and kind of how that blends and I I think ESPN didn't do that any favors you know with mixing sports with journalism right. but you look I mean so many of the journalism sites and and channels depend so much just on on viewership on just being the most popular saying the most popular opinion having icons on there having people that you can agree with or you can relate with when they kind of forget about you know in the first place journalism is to tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear right. So. State of fact, and that's it. Yeah. I like uh, I like Bill Maher's show, and but he does have a lot of 
entertainment personalities. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, there, there's a place for it, obviously. You know, the big thing is, though, is a lot of them are not informed. Yeah. So Jim Carrey went on not too long ago, and... That dude's kind of uh, taking a weird turn. He's kind of a nut job. Past five to ten years. Have you ever seen the video of uh, Ben Affleck and Sam Harris arguing about uh, Islam? <laughs> no. <sighs> Sam Harris balances the argument to where he's not disrespectful about Muslims, but he's just calling out these huge problems that they have and a lot of their culture. And, like, all Ben Affleck can say is you're racist. Oh, no. You're racist. And it's like, do you have anything else to say besides you're racist? No, you're racist. Like, come on. Yeah. But that's the but that's the beckoning call nowadays. If you don't agree with somebody's opinion— or if you say something contrary to what somebody believes in, you're a racist. Yeah. You're a bigot. The extremes now, like, people don't know how to disagree. Like, last week, it was two post-Mormons and an active Mormon just sitting down and talking. Right. Nobody got their feelings hurt. Everybody yeah. stated what they wanted to. And I think we were all mutually edified by it. Yeah. And uh, we've lost that because Republicans can learn a lot from Democrats. Democrats can learn a lot from Republicans. You know, the other thing is, too, you don't have to be either one to contribute either. Because I'm unaffiliated right now. I don't mm – -hmm. all the parties blow right now. I feel you. I can't be libertarian. I don't agree. I don't agree. They don't want it. – it's borderline they want anarchy when <laughs> you have to have a strong central government. Yeah. One of the reasons that we enjoy these liberties and why our our standard of living is so good is because we have regulation to keep things in check. Yeah, uh, I mean, look at look at Bitcoin. Look how volatile Bitcoin is without regu without <laughs> regulation. Word. Yeah, one day it's worth what four thousand, the next it's worth like a a dollar. Like, yeah. nah. And you have people, you have people staking their livelihood into that stuff. Like, nah. Now, given I do think cryptocurrency is fascinating. The future. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. the U the U.S. dollar is practically a cryptocurrency. Interesting. Yeah, because well, right. who pays with cash now? Yeah, nobody. I yeah, I I use cash probably once a month, and that's like when my parents are in town and they give me like five bucks to right. go get buy buy a four for four at Wendy's or something. And I go go buy yourself a coke. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go buy yourself something nice. Get yourself a haircut. It pretty much is, and you know the money that we print and whatnot. It's it's pretty much pointless. Yeah. Yep. No, it really is. It's all right here. Those credit cards and the credit cards. Um, I read an interesting article about uh, about marketplaces in Egypt. So with the currency, a lot of times they wouldn't have enough to give back exact change. So they just give them like an apple or an orange or, really? or, or an onion or whatever they would have. But it was messing with their supply. So what they did is they have the system now to where if you go to a vendor, you buy something, and they can't give you back exact change, what they do is they send it to your phone. As like as like prepaid phone balance. Like mm. oh, interesting. Because that's what everybody does overseas. It's all prepaid. That's, that's true. That's yeah, what people I didn't do. Think about that. So, hmm. so prepaid cell phone service is a currency. Hmm. Hmm. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. Wow. And probably so really really certainly. dope. Well, yeah, because everybody has a cell phone. Everyone needs so it. So it's a need that it's people literally, have. Literally, yeah, exactly. Like, huh? That's fascinating. Hmm. Super cool. Those All right, people, Egypt. Those people are so forward-thinking. And well, me, I'm one like... One for you. First yeah. pyramids, now this. Yeah, and me, I'm like, what meme am I going to make today? <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the information oh, age has really... I mean... It's done a number. Darwin would love to see where all that information <laughs> stuff's taken us. Oh, all that crazy stuff. This just in. LeBron suffers worst loss of his career 
Lakers embarrassed by the Pacers, 136-94. to 94. Did you hear the chant they had? Ingram LeBron sh- will trade you. It's true, though. <laughs> LeBron's GM. That's one of the biggest reasons I never really got to a point where LeBron was my favorite player. Just hated how much he influenced stuff. But wait, we're from Ohio. We have to have an opinion on him. Nah, man. There's literally a mural. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's, that's supposed to be our homeboy. I respect him, though, man. LeBron LeBron is unreal how good of an athlete he is. You know, the craziest, the, the thing that I break it down to, or I, I bring it down to is uh, between LeBron and Michael, mm. or, or MJ, is that all the stuff that, all the what ifs around, because like you can have, you can talk about stats for days. Um, and that argument will never win. Like, like you're just going to keep having it go on and on. The thing about you, it has to come down to some different aspect because look at the what if moments of Michael Jordan's career. None of them were when he was on the court. Interesting. Michael's what if moments were like, what if he wouldn't have retired twice? Mm. What if he would have stayed around like three Pete? No, they probably would have won five, six in a row. Yeah. Um, you have those type of things versus LeBron's what ifs are when he's on the court. Mm. So like, what if LeBron didn't check out in the fourth quarter? Um, you know, what if LeBron wouldn't have averaged like 18 points per game in the finals against the Mavericks? Yeah. Like, it's stuff like that. It's it, That's the biggest thing. So it shows to me that MJ put everything he had on the court. LeBron has not. Yeah, I've heard that, I've heard that before, and I agree with that. But sure. LeBron is just such an uh, – he's just such a crazy talent. Yeah. And you almost have to recruit players now. The interesting state about the NBA, though, is it wouldn't surprise me if they make another major league within mm. 10 years. If you think about it, there's so much talent. Like, think about college basketball. How many players don't make it? Yeah. They only have two rounds for a draft, and teams can only hold so many players. 15. Um, why not just start another league? You could start, like, a Canadian league. Well, they've started, you know, they got, like, the G League going on. Yeah. They've Which, got enough talent. If you because look at look at European soccer. Right, right, right. The depth of talent in European soccer Unreal. is mind blowing. You, yeah. you, I mean, you have stiff competition in five, six leagues. Yeah, and like we're the size of Europe. Right. Like, no, you've got not. basketball players everywhere. Yeah. yeah, that's a fascinating conversation to be had. I think. I think I think it will I think it'll happen probably in 10 15 years. Which is is a great place to be because I think we're talking like in the NFL about like taking away teams. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so it's I, like <laughs> I think if Mexico if Mexico City could get their crap together, they'll probably get a team. Be I mean they're affluent enough. There's enough money in Mexico City where they could And they, they love football. They love <laughs> love football. It <laughs> sucks they didn't get their game this year cuz the field was in oh, such yeah, crappy condition. That sucks. But I think we should also count our blessings that LeBron did go to the NBA and not to the NFL. Yeah. Because, yeah, he could have had success in the NFL, no doubt, because he's, he's just a monster athlete. Right. But his career would have been half the length that it is now. Yeah. He wouldn't have been had as much influence because a football player can't have as much influence on a game as a basketball player can. Yeah. Do you think LeBron's going to make it through his contract in L.A.? Depends on if they get a best second superstar. AD, nah, Kawhi, man. they they called it off. No, no AD. I think because I, I think Kawhi's going to the Clippers. 
I could see that. So because I don't think Kawhi would want to play with LeBron. So where does that leave LA? You know, Clay Thompson just said that he's going to resign, resign with the Warriors. Really? Yeah. Poor dude. He's he's going to take you there. Well, he said if they offer him the max. If the Warriors win this year, that'll make four rings. The, the only question mark in my mind with the Warriors is KD. Because I think everybody else stays. Because Draymond's not going to get a max. He hasn't played well enough this year. They need to they need to spread their wings and fly because they, like, especially Clay Thompson, he already proved that he's an integral part of that team. I think he's afraid that if he leaves there, I think he's, I don't, I don't want to call him a system player, but a lot of his success is due to the system. 100%. He can literally be a spot-up shooter. Right. You know. Right. But he plays so well off the ball. Yeah, he plays good defense. He does. That's true. He, he would he would be successful anywhere. I, would yeah. he drop sixty one anywhere? Probably not. No, they just wouldn't be able to get him the passes and looks. All, he he needs to spread his wings. Um, and then KD needs to go to a team that he. You know where he needs to go? He needs to go to Washington. Jeez. Oh, he needs to go to the Wizards. Hometown team. He's from there. Hometown team. It's a team that's in shambles right now because yeah. they Did have you hear jo- about John Wall today. I'm calling bullcrap that he slipped and fell in his apartment. Tears his Achilles. <laughs> he probably got one of his homies oh my to God. just bash Sliced his... Sliced it? <laughs> he slices his Achilles for him? <laughs> no, no, no. My buddy what? said, there's no way this happened and he wasn't drunk. Yeah. He's for sure drunk. So you just got to, you know, yeah, ask a question like, was it an accident or was he just drunk and said, hey, dude, mess up my Achilles for They can't trade him now. He's 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 done for a and year. And his contract is unreal. It's that awful. Guy, that guy got the life insurance policy of the century. One hundy. <laughs> the other crazy thing, though, is Porzingis going to the Mavericks. Big time. Yeah. That's going to be the European super team. The Euro step. The two, Euro team. Two step. That team's going to be nuts, but Porzingis isn't going to play. Next year, yeah. He, I mean, he's not he's not on until next year, yeah. so. But that gives Doncic, you know, his time to shine. That dude is unreal. He's lighting it up. He's one, he's one of my favorite players right now. He's I so fun to watch. didn't think he was going to be good. You were one of the doubters. I was you were so one of them. wrong. I believe I, I I met him over the summer. No way. I was in. Get this. I I happened to be in Madrid when the he when his Real Madrid team was coming back from their like championship game or whatever. And we were outside of the Real Madrid like team store as they were walking out to go to like their awards like press press conference or whatever. Oh my god! I have a gosh. picture with him. No way! Yeah, I have a picture with Luca. Well, to be fair, he was he was kind of in a rush, so he's not looking at my camera. But we're both <laughs> in the same picture. You're like we <laughs> close enough. <laughs> we were both enough. <laughs> we were both in the frame. Yes, exactly. Yeah, good old Luca. He's he's presented. He's kind of got that Larry Bird esque. Right. That That's white boy I, swag. Because he's not overly athletic, but he will finesse you to death. Yeah. Like straight That's up. That's how, That's how Larry Bird was. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the one over there on the in the back. You can kind of see him taking nice. a picture. Yeah, I got you. Luca's, he's like six foot seven. He plays okay. like a point guard. He just, he fakes people out all the time. In sports ball. Yeah. Sport. In sports ball. Love sportsing. Yeah. Sportsing. He scores points he's for his team. he's on your favorite sports team? Not on mine. I don't have a favorite NBA team. I was going to ask you about that, actually. I was an OKC fan because of KD. Uh, oh, so you like KD? Uh, yeah, I still I still like him. He's still my favorite player, even though he's a snake. And I I don't I don't <laughs> condone. <Cupcake. laughs> yeah, I don't condone what he what he did. Um, that was a that was a rough that was a rough summer, wasn't it? Uh, he could have gone practically anywhere else, and it would have been okay. Like the one team you don't go to. I see you rocking that mellow jersey at, at pickup ball though. That's my favorite. What's that all about? <laughs> I actually found that on my mission. 
<laughs> yeah. It was a classic find, man. An all-black Mellow jersey. Mellow was a dog back That's in the day insane. for Denver. Oh, well, yeah. That Denver team was sick. They had Kenyon Martin and Chauncey Billups. Those dudes were good. I feel bad for Mellow that his career never really never really blossomed. But that's his fault. That's 100% his fault. He chased a check instead of a ring. Speaking of NBA jerseys on missions, I, I served in four areas on my mission. In every area, I found one person wearing a Spurs jersey. Really? I took a picture in. I think I showed you that picture, too. It's actually that's kind of funny. super cool. But just one. Like, I never saw two in one area. There's just one in each area. And they don't it, come in pairs. It was li- the last one. I was in my fourth area, and I was going to go home in, like, a week. And, like, literally days before I left, I finally found the dude. To, to, to take a picture with in that area. I, I was afraid I was going to leave without finding somebody in that area. Uh, here's here's a, a crazy idea. What if uh, Kawhi goes back to the Spurs? Conspiracy theories, I love them. Because then you would have DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge? And Kawhi. <laughs> Do you just finesse Toronto? That'd be insane. There we are, boys. Hey, look at <laughs> that. Nicely done. Two, two Tony Parker jerseys. No, uh, Tim Duncan. Two Tim Duncan, two Ginobili jerseys. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Man, the Spurs. Viva Chile. A, the, the Spurs, that's an interesting situation. Yeah. Hey, but we're in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, playoff contention. I yeah. Say. So, I love LaMarcus Aldridge. He's a baller. He's one of my favorite players. He's, he's uh, not always fun to watch, but he, he gets he gets them buckets, you know. Here's one person I wanted to talk about. What are your views on Russell Westbrook? Ooh, he's definitely polarizing, isn't he? Lo- I love what Russell Westbrook as a person. Love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, funny guy. Does a lot for the community. Yeah. He's a family man. Yeah, exactly. Those pictures they took with his son. Yeah, like the, in the video of him on the court, like playing with his son before the game. Yeah, priceless. Adorable. He, he's obviously an animal on the court. Kind of. I mean, he's maybe not the best teammate. I don't know. Pads his stats a little bit. His this season's been weird for him. Very he he weird. can't shoot all of a sudden. Free throws or jump shots. It's always been like that. It's but it's weird this season. It's, like it's worse. It's yeah. It's really bad. And he keeps shooting. And he's still averaging a triple double. Yeah. Which I think. I mean, say what you will. Like that's that's incredible. You Come know what's on. crazy though is nobody cares. It went from that got him an MVP. Yeah. To where he did it last year, and they're like, "Ah, cool story." But yeah, James Harden was better. Was he even top five MVP last year? I don't no. even think he was. Westbrook finished. Westbrook was second or third team. Because <laughs> it was Harden and Curry on on the first. It just shows stats don't get you anywhere. And then now, nobody cares. It's Paul George has the spotlight there because he is an animal yeah, right now. And that's the crazy thing is that even with Russell Westbrook being as dysfunctional as he is, Paul George has found a way to just take over. I would actually say that there might be an argument to say that the triple-double thing says more about his team than it does about him because he's got guys that are making the buckets that, yeah. that he's passing to. You know what I mean? That's he's, true. he's got guys who are willing to space the floor so he can get the rebounds. You know well, what he's I mean? Got, he's got Steven Adams. Right. Who, Love Steven Adams. Who's horribly underrated. Yeah. I think he could do way more. Yeah, me too. The thing I have about Westbrook is that he wants to be the man. Right. So if you look at, like, the final year with KD, they didn't have the dynamic down because mm. Westbrook and KD were like, no, I'm the dude. They've I'm already decided the that they're doing their thing. Yeah, and Westbrook, Westbrook kicked him out of town, and yeah. that team always that team played better when when Westbrook took a back seat. The problem with him is he's not a good distributor. Even though he averages over ten assists a game, the majority of them are him handing the ball to Stephen Adams and letting him dunk it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you look at him trying to make an actual like I don't know technical pass, yeah, normally turns it over, and he can't make a cross court pass or stuff like that. It's interesting. It's a really a thing where you, it's like stats can totally lie. Yeah. 
and he's currently shooting like 25% from three-point range. So bad. And the thing, he, he still is high volume. He still shoots. <laughs> it's like, have you learned to not, like, just to stop? And they've got weapons. Dennis Schroeder, or no, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, sixth Schroeder. man of the year right there. Yeah, Schroeder's not bad. Paul George is, is killing it, yeah. you know. They're a fun uh, team to watch. They I, are. I like the Thunder. They are. Well, and I just, Westbrook's probably my least favorite player. I do not like him a lot. But, yeah, off the court. Off the court, he's a great dude. But, yeah. Um, all-star snubs. Do you think there are any snubs? <laughs> Luka Doncic. <laughs> Agreed. 100% agreed. Yeah, the way that guy's been playing, he's literally, he's on SportsCenter every night. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have a guy like, who makes SportsCenter every night and is not an all-star. Like, how does that work? Who made it over top of him that, that was like, me? Um, well, Clay made it. Clay Thompson made it. Which, okay, I get that, you yeah. know. I'm actually, we should pull up the list probably. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I would definitely say Doncic is a little bit of a snub. D'Angelo um, Russell was one, and now he's in because somebody the, was injured. The thing, there was a couple guys, and I think Donovan Mitchell was like this, where they started out the season kind of rough. Right. But if you only take into account, like, recency bias, right? If right. you take into account the last couple months, of course they deserve it, like D'Angelo Russell, right? Right. And he benefits from being in, like, a super um, shallow Eastern Conference where, like, every right. guy makes it pretty much. Yeah. Um, but you look at guys like Donovan Mitchell, who's probably having, you know, a similar impact to that of D'Angelo Russell, but he's in the Western Conference and he's not going to make it. Rudy Gobert, probably the biggest snub, honestly, for me. Yeah. He, sh- he should have made it. He's having an unreal season. He's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. But that's the thing with the NBA now is they don't care about that well, classical Yeah, that's true. The, post player. the center is, is has just almost, disappeared. You have to be able to play outside now. It was The, the saddest part, did you see when he, he started crying, talking about how his mom was sad about him not making the All-Star game? And then Draymond Green... And um, Andre Iguodala started making fun of him on Twitter. They started really? they started literally cyberbullying Rudy Gobert for crying about not being an all-star. Draymond Green's such a punk. Yeah. And you know what? Iguodala's just mad because, um, you know, on his own, such a weird player. He was like a poor man's... KD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost. Dude can't make his free throws. Yeah. And Iggy is just, he's lost all of his athleticism. All he can do now is just try to show off his biceps. That's the only thing he can do now. The whole like, he always carries his arms in such weird positions because <laughs> he's trying. He's literally trying to flex on people. <laughs> and then Draymond's just a moron. That dude's an idiot. Some weird dudes. And it's it's just that's so low. Making fun of a, a fellow NBA player on Twitter for being sad about you know not making All Star game, especially, especially when you guys didn't make it either. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause like, well, because it was his mom too. Like right, he's talking about his mom. Come on, everybody was bad you move. Know, you know when KD was like, "Mom, you the real MVP." Like right. Yeah, you know everybody was totally down for that. Yeah, bad move on their part, but um, NBA is a weird thing. Yeah. But I'm stoked. I love watching. Uh, I love I love the NBA, even though the current culture has changed so much. It's still one of my favorites, and yeah, it it is so fun to watch. I love what James Harden is doing. Unreal. And I hate that traveling is now like <laughs> they've explained it that I guess he's still gathering right when he steps, but I don't know. I've always been a huge James Harden fan. Me I've too. appreciated what he's done. Um, I think he got snubbed out of a couple MVPs. So oh, yeah. I know last year I was like, just give him the award already. So the first finals. First final series that I watched completely, like every game, was 2012 Thunder Heat, when the when those three Harden, Westbrook, and Durant were still together, and I, I, that's what that's basically when I fell in love with basketball was when I watched those three, and I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are all like 23 and under, incredible dudes, love playing together, and then just like like a month later, Harden gets traded. That's the Everything what kind of crumbles. Team. Oh, 
biggest. Oh my gosh! And yeah. they also had Serge Ibaka when he was still like healthy right. and athletic. Cephalosha, yeah, who's still making plays for the Jazz like yeah. ten years later. And you're like, whoa! Yeah. I thought you died. Yeah, that's interesting. Cephalosha what? started over James Harden. <laughs> that's crazy. That 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 should blow some minds. That's nuts. <laughs> um, you know what else is nuts? Jesse, I feel bad. You've been. You're out of the sports ball world. Well, no, and that's 100% acceptable. For those of you not watching, Jesse, we literally pushed him into the corner. He ha- we, we closed. He's literally we made behind him f- closed doors. Right. We, he he we can't the, be part of this conversation. We put the dunce cap on his yeah. head, too. But you're sorry. Come on back, Jesse. My bad. No, no. What's, what's everybody's thoughts on uh, 21 Savage? Is 21. he British? Is he British? <laughs> Has he overstayed his welcome? Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, all the memes that have come from this are so funny. <laughs> the Takashi Six Nine memes are my favorite. Oh, he's it's like, a picture of him in the courtroom. That's just sad, though. He's like, "Yo, I don't want to be that guy." But <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Uh, so <laughs> uh, the the judge, you're looking at 47 years of hard time. Uh, so did y'all notice that 21 Savage kind of has a British accent? Takashi Six Nine is facing what, like uh, 47 years. Long he will be 69 time. when he gets out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he planned. No joke, though. He's not going to make it. You know how long that is? That's kind of sick. Dude. He ain't going to make it. He's weak. Yeah. He and with hard. all that all that colorful hair, he's going to be somebody's um somebody's girlfriend. He ain't hard. Uh, boyfriend, Prison sorry. Mike. Yo. <laughs> Yo, that soap will be dropped. Yes. And, uh, yeah. The worst part about prison was the Dementos. <laughs> <laughs> Prison Mike. Oh, oh, you know what else is crazy? I watched a movie on uh, on Netflix with uh, Michael Scott or uh, 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 Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell, yeah. Um, where his son's a drug addict. Beautiful boy. Yeah. Wait, no, that was Michael Scott. Yeah, Steve yeah, Carell. That's yeah, the actor's name. <laughs> Steve Carell. Yes, that it. Yes. <laughs> That's the point we've gotten to. We're like, Jesse, get back in your corner. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, you're you're kicked out. Where's the cap? <laughs> Somebody put the muzzle on him. Oh jeez. Drag him. Just just totally hit me with the dunce cap. See, I don't I don't go to any movie theaters. I don't Wait, go watch the movies. And because of that, uh, I don't know any of the actors. So that was just a total blunder on me. That's yeah. my bad. Um, don't sweat it. Oive. But anywho. Yeah, 21 Savage being British. But, I mean, but there's worse places you could be deported to. Right. Right. You know? Guatemala. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That sounded really bad. That was bad. But we're just bringing it full circle, folks. Trump, Trump's going to intervene. Trump's going to intervene. Bringing it full circle. Trump's going to I love Guatemala, by the way. Trump's going <laughs> to grant him amnesty, and then he's going to deport him. <laughs> to Mexico. Listen here, 21 Savage. I'm sending you to Mexico, Okay. They're going to love you down there. (laughs) Do you like reggaeton? (laughs) All of a sudden, it's like Uh. Despacito 2. Despacito 21. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. This conversation right now. I'm telling you, dude. what What if Trump starts just deporting people blindly? In like the, li- the Mexico. literally bird box challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bl- I'm gonna put you five miles from the border blindfolded. 
No, Trump is blindfolded. <laughs> Trump, Trump's, no, and he goes into a and he goes into a neighborhood. <laughs> and he's just pointing. Yeah, just pointing you're at fired, different houses. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're deported. Points you're deported. at a cow. You're fired. <laughs> wow, that that was a very accurate cow call. Did you practice that? We are from Ohio. That's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that and uh, Suey. You know, we actually Suey? owned a cow. Not multiple, just one. Okay. My mom wanted a cow. That was far before I knew you. Uh, yeah, that was like when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Roger. So my mom was like, she was telling my dad, I want a cow. Mm-hmm. We had a barn in the back. But we didn't have any livestock. So my mom was like, hey, can we can we get a cow, please? Mm-hmm. Please, I just want to have a cow. So my dad gave in, right? My cow hated my dad. <laughs> he would go to feed it and whatnot, and just get super pissed off. And then one day it escaped and it chased him around the yard. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up selling it to the neighbor. Oh, there you go. It didn't work out well. Well, you were never over, you never went over to Logan's house, did you? Mm-mm. Nah, so Logan, he was, his family were the, the farm, the wannabe farmers almost. Because they were definitely not farmers, but they had enough land that uh, their whole family, they had like eight cows at one point. They had, uh, oh gosh, they had eight cows, several sheep, and then they had like a dozen or so chickens, um, which by the end of it, they got rid of all the cows. They sold them all to the farmer next to them. Uh, they kept the sheep for X number of years, and then they sold them off too. And then the chickens, they just opened the doors to their pen and just kind of let nature take its course. Like some of them wandered away and never came back, and some... Uh, some coyotes or um, other unfortunate creatures came and made a mess of things. And uh... see that that is a level of power that I don't think I'll ever have. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever own, be able to release that kind of uh, chaos into the world. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I never know. have a never have a land have land large enough to have exactly. a small farm. I don't and think then... so. I mean, maybe. But the, I would the, love the most I've had is like two goldfish and a dog. Yeah. I would love to have. I've one had three. Of those, I have three cats at home. I'd love to have one of those scenarios where you rescue circus animals. Yeah. And then you reintroduce them into the wild. Wow. Like little by little. Yeah. That'd be. You have to like cool. reindoctrinate them into the zoos. The freak wild. me out. I don't like going to zoos anymore. Really. I kind of just one day a switch flicked in my brain. I'm like, they're genetically hardwired to not be in cages, and they they're in cages. Mm-hmm. I know some of them, it's for, like, they do scientific tests on them, and it's just <clears throat> they generate income by showing them off to people. But, yeah. you know, they're trying to find, especially, like, endangered species and stuff like that. Of course, it helped out. Mm-hmm. Has Has SeaWorld gone bankrupt bankrupt yet after the whole Shamu thing? I don't how, know. How are they still, like... What was a black a fish? Float. Yeah, black a documentary fin? came out literally saying that, like, they were committing animal cruelty on, like... In like on multiple animals, and the whales exhibited like huge amounts of I would equate it to depression. Oh yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I've never actually seen the documentary, but sending Peter. I'm just curious how they're still like even in existence. Well, it sucks because they're such smart animals, mm-hmm. and they're literally trapped mm-hmm. in these tanks. And in, in in a thirty by thirty volumetric. Yo, tube. people freak out about uh, great white sharks. Uh, I would take my chances with a great white over a killer whale. Oh yeah, for yeah. Because sure. a killer, killer whale is going, scary. it's going to have fun with me. You're done. Yeah. Oh, I watched The Revenant for the first time. Ooh. Uh, oh, last week. Talk about Leonardo having DiCaprio. fun with the victim, the bear. Holy. Yeah. He has some fun with Leo. That yeah. bear scene was nuts. It's, it's it's crazy. I thought it was over, and then it, he comes back for part two. Yeah, and you're like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. 
You know what else is crazy? A guy got attacked by a mountain lion and he choked it out. I heard about that. What? He suffocated. Wasn't that here in Utah? I don't know where it was. I, B- thought, I think it was here in Utah. BBC covered it. Dude, of all the places, that's what. I think I, I, it's bound I to happen I saw here in the mountains. The local news channel. The dude choked it out. <laughs> that's insane. Because can you imagine? So like, was, just, this guy, who this guy must be, just like an absolute <laughs> unit. <laughs> 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 he's not running. He's he's just like muscle bound. Like, he, he just lays on the cougar. <laughs> He pulled the WWE line. move yeah, just, on it. He just rear, na- rear naked choke. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. He was walking. He heard a sound. He turned around, and the mountain lion jumped on him and bit his face. He basically had injuries from his torso up. Naturally, yeah. But he was able to wrangle free, and then he attacked it and <laughs> choked it out. Oh like he like choked killed out, it, or he, he just knocked out, it out? He choked out an 80-pound... <laughs> So it was a juvenile. I don't know how big they get, but that's that's still big. An eighty pound. It's a cougar. It's a cougar. That's like, come that's on. like if that's if uh, Lassie the uh, they the confirmed the that it died of suffocation. <laughs> oh my yes, gosh! No, that's crazy. <laughs> He's. I want to meet. I want to meet this guy. This dude has the biggest balls in the whole world. He choked out a mountain lion. They didn't have to take him away in an ambulance because he had his injuries. They had to take him away in an ambulance because his balls were dragging on the ground. Oh my cue gosh. the cue the uh, 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 the South Park gif with Rand just <laughs> with the wheelbarrow. Seriously, dude. Uh, that dude, like him, parenting children. His children are gonna complain to him about stuff, and he's like. <laughs> I choked out a cougar. Uh, come back when you've done something better. Come uh, back. Come back when you've accomplished something. Have you ever thought of that? Like what our generation is accomplishing versus like our elders. I watch Band of Brothers. Mm. I'm like, man, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> Those dudes are like trapped in the forest for like a month with no food, fighting Nazis, fighting Nazis. They couldn't even see them because there was so much snow, and they're getting bombarded the whole time. <laughs> and here I am. Making memes and whining about how depressed I am. Right. Sheesh. Complaining about some orange guy that. Complaining yeah. about the orange man. <laughs> the orange man. <laughs> but they say we're the greatest generation. Do uh, they? Do they? Do they say that? I'm pretty sure they were saying that the greatest generation were those were those guys. The ones we're talking about. Well, in, 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 in church war. culture, they say we're the chosen generation. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, fair enough. Outside of church, church culture, now nah, people are okay. like millennials. You all suck. Which. I don't agree fair, with all, the, all, all that much, but well, every I see gener- it. Every generation has crappy people. Agreed. Or crappy groups. That's just the way it, that's just the way it is. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Things will never be the same. Good old Tupac. I miss that dude. Uh, let's go get him from Barbados. Let's yeah. do it. He's just chilling down there. We'll find him. That whole, that whole thing with him was so weird. One of my buddies wants me to cover conspiracies problem like, is that get how, do, how do you I'm, feel about that i'm not a deep enough thinker so i will probably read about two articles and then i'm i've already formulated my opinion uh, yeah if you're going to research conspiracies you have to look Go at deep. a lot of sources yeah that's a lot of searching me my google searches and then you're going to definitely end up on an fbi watch list yeah they're like he knows too much <laughs> kill him kill send him. in the send in the team yeah send in liam neeson <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if Liam Neeson appeared at our door, you're gonna be like, I'd be like, they're gonna be like, this kid tried to take one of your children. Yeah, <laughs> set him loose. <laughs> he's like, 
Where is he? <laughs> he just sniffs you out. John Wick will come for me. Fine. I don't like dogs. And Jack Bauer. And. Sheesh, they're sending the whole armada after me. Yeah, dude. So I actually have to run to a uh, Elders Quorum presidency meeting right now. Oh, um, that's right, because you're. Yeah, you're yeah. you're in leadership. You're... Well, thanks for thanks for joining the show. No, thank you for having yeah. me on. It's been really fun. It's it's, it's great to just talk. Yeah, it's, it's great to just this talk. Has been, this has been actually very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Just talking. Men need more of this because men are encouraged not to talk. Yeah, and you know, keep their feelings inside because it's. It's viewed as feminine if, if a man talks or yeah, exactly. about how he feels. So. Well, we're toxic anyway, so, you know. We are, to- we, we are toxic. Cue Britney Spears. <laughs> Just kidding. Cool, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank y'all, you so much for, for joining us in our home. and our. In y'all all know the routine. Make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, whatever other stuff you can do with this. Um, and we should be on uh, on uh, Apple Music here soon. All right, folks. Toodles. Bye. Chaoito.